They're not good enough to start. They're not even good enough to play. But they do talk a good game. So come join Lou and Jose from the sidelines where all the best sports discussions happen anyway. Welcome in to the Bench Warmers Podcast. Welcome into the program, everyone. I am Lou Ruggieri. That is Jose Ortiz. And this is the Bench Warmers Podcast. Wherever, whenever, and however you happen to be listening, we appreciate you taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. We are going to make it worth your while. This is season two, episode number 20. And we are excited. Football is back. Week one is here. You can go and listen to all of our previews and predictions, even though some of our predictions were not good for last week, but it's week one. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, iHeartRadio podcasting, Amazon podcast. Uh, we are on the newly formed Anchor. We're back on Google Podcasts. We're proud to announce that we're actually on an app called Radio Public and Breaker.audio. So slowly creeping up in the platform world, the Benchwarmers podcast. So go find us there. Subscribe, rate, review, all of those fun things. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, at the Benchwarmers podcast, at the BW pod on Twitter, or go to thebenchwarmers.com for all things show related. And this show is going to all be related to football because that's what's back and we're excited we're resurrecting our fun segment make no mistake or give me a break which is essentially our version of true false we're going to make some statements and it's either going to be make no mistake that's absolutely true or give me a break that's ridiculous come on uh some extra point we're going to go around the nfl every nfl game we're going to have a quick little thought on each game so we touch on everything so don't feel like your team is going to be left out because it won't be some injury news and notes coming up. And to start the show, well, to almost start the show, we're going to talk about the top three storylines in the NFL for this week one. But first, uh, over the weekend, it was the 20th anniversary of September 11th. And I, and I know that we're kind of high on life with uh, NFL being back. But, you know, September 11th, the 20th anniversary, it did seem kind of appropriate to at least touch on that. And, you know, just thinking about it, Jose, first of all, I can't believe it was 20 years already. That's crazy. And the, the other thing that kind of stuck in my head was I remember uh, when I was in middle school, maybe I was in, I interviewed my grandfather for my history class. And I remember asking him about where he was on D-Day, you know, December 7th. And immediately, like, and this is, you know, he was in his eighties at this point. And without even a moment's hesitation, he told me where he was, what he was doing. He knew exactly what was happening. He was everything about anything, all this, this little details of that day. And it never made sense to me until September 11th happened. And to this day, I mean, it's you could ask me what I had for lunch yesterday, and I, I don't, I barely remember. But 20 years ago, I remember it was a Tuesday morning. I remember it was a gorgeous day. I remember I was in a, I was in a dorm room, and my roommate came in and smacked me on the head, woke me up, and said they're bombing the World Trade Center. And I was like, Are you, what are you crazy? Like, shut up! I'm just trying to sleep. No, 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 no. And he gets up and he goes and turn on the TV and. You know, I, I was the I remember the TV being on and the first tower was smoking and I actually I saw the second one collapse on television. And it just I mean, it's burned into my memory banks forever. I don't I don't know. Do you, I mean, I assume you know where you were, right? Yeah, I was at Montclair State University. Uh, I was I was in college. I was on campus. I was I was going to classes and, and things like that. I was living on campus at the time. And, uh, you know, it. it you're, you're early in class and then kind of just start, you know, it's weird that, you know, there's no 
there's no iPhone, there's no phones or, you know, there were phones, but it just wasn't the same. No. Um, yeah. the, the, the instant information era that we live in now, it just wasn't like that. Um, and so, you know, you just start kind of getting word and then you're seeing it on TV, you know, you're seeing the smoke and basically all, by the time like nine o'clock, nine thirty in the morning happened, basically everyone, classes were canceled and you're just, you're just there watching TV and, and waiting for it to have, uh, you know, to see what happens next. And then I remember when the, the towers fell, when I was watching on TV, it just felt like unbelievable. Like how could this even happen? How yeah. is this possible? You know, you just, you just never thought it would happen. And, uh, and then they, when they both fell, I, I think I went to the bathroom at one point and came out and the other one had fallen. It was just, Jeez. Yeah. I remember just, I actually had to work that night. I was, I was a waiter at some, crappy restaurant in Montclair at the time. And I, I called my job at that, that afternoon. I was like, so we're closed, right? And they're like, well, no, we're open. We're, we're open. I was like, why are we open? Like, why? What do you, okay. And, you know, I was too young and naive to not be able to stand up for myself and go, you know, no, get out of here. And uh, I had to go to work. And my family actually came and, and sat, you know, with, with me for a while and the only i think the only party i had it was this group of like it was a corporate restaurant and there was like a corporate management meeting and these guys are they're all sitting around this big table and i had them and they're just laughing and blah blah and one of them had the audacity to say oh what's wrong with you and i looked and i i, I was you know it was like 19 and i yelled at them i was like are you crazy I was like, do you not did, have you not seen anything that happened today i was like you guys are sitting here laughing and how many people just died like come on and all of a sudden they got real quiet and then they finished up and left. But obviously I think they kind of figured out I was right. So just crazy, just crazy to think 20 years ago. And, you know, it's still unbelievable, like you said. So just wanted to touch on that. It just felt kind of appropriate for the 20th anniversary, which we will never forget. I mean, that's kind of the theme. So uh, the Patriots, I, I always felt, I always thought it was pretty fitting that the Patriots won the Super Bowl that year. It just seemed kind of, Kind of right in a weird way. I know a mm -hmm. lot of people are Patriot haters, but that seemed like the right time for them to show up. In any event, move on. Uh, the top three storylines in this week, uh, not necessarily the Patriots are involved in the top three stories, but some other very surprising teams. I think the biggest surprise of the weekend is, I mean, there's a debate here, but I don't think it's a very good one. Some people, I've seen people saying Pittsburgh over Buffalo, but I think the Saints just smacking the Packers around. And if I will say before this game, if I had told you uh, Saints Packers, one of these quarterbacks is going to throw for five touchdowns and the other one is going to throw for two interceptions. You would not have guessed it was going to be Jameis Winston throwing for five touchdowns and Aaron Rodgers throwing for two interceptions and would, zero touchdowns. I would literally like put, put a thousand dollars. Like yes. it was just like, <laughs> Whatever, it's like a hey, babe, it's a lock. We're putting a thousand dollars on Aaron Rodgers getting five touchdowns here. Uh, it was what happened. I don't know. I don't I like. <laughs> I've been, I've been, I watched the game. I'm, I'm looking at the numbers. I first, I want to, I, I want to give some credit to the Saints, right? I, I think that there's, you know, there was a narrative that was in my head anyway that the Saints were, were going to take a step back this year, that they yep. weren't going to be as good as they were last season, that the loss of, of Drew Brees, even, you know, not necessarily elite-level Drew Brees, but still a very efficient, above-average quarterback, Drew Brees, you know, wasn't going to be the same. And they looked efficient. They were – their defense was unbelievable. 
Jameis Winston was was not losing. It was he was throwing you know throwing five touchdown passes. I just they looked unstoppable. They looked like one of the best teams in the NFL, honestly. And so I want to give some credit to the Saints for just looking better than I think anyone expected outside of that locker room. But man, I I just can't remember the last time I saw Rodgers look so bad. They yeah, just it's, looked it's so been, bad. It's been I'm gonna and. I'm going to touch on that in just a second, but yeah, the one, the couple of things I took away from this too were J- Jameis Winston was making good decisions. Yeah, I mean he was very efficient. I think he had the most efficient game in history because he only had 14 completions and five of them were for touchdowns. I mean that might be the best game he's ever played in his life. I mean it's, at least in NFL, he's 130.8 uh, rating, and he was he looked. You know he's not he wasn't known as a mobile quarterback, but compared to you know a 41 year old Drew Brees, he looked he looked pretty. Quick out there, making good decisions. His arm strength, I think there's no question that he's got a stronger arm than Drew Brees did last year. And obviously, you know, Drew Brees was injured a lot of the time. But, you know, the tutelage of Brees and Sean Payton definitely looked like it paid off. I mean, without jumping to any sort of giant conclusions. But, you know, the the weapons. And keep in mind, Michael Thomas isn't even there. Yeah. And that that's what was crazy. I mean, Alvin Kamara looked good. Tony Jones, their new backup, looked pretty good. And conversely, you said Aaron Rodgers looked bad. I think Aaron Rodgers, he looked old to me. Like, did you see him in the post game? It Yeah, he looked so ugly and that, disheveled, too. Yeah, just get a haircut, man. I mean, if you look at him and you look at Tom Brady, okay, and you said one of these guys is going to be 40 pretty soon and one of these guys is going to be 50 pretty soon, <laughs> yeah. I would not think that it was the way it was because Rodgers, I don't know, he just looked kind of decrepit and, and like he had just gotten out of a like a – off a of Harley Davidson in a trailer somewhere. Like Rogers looked like he did two years ago. Like last year he had yeah. the MVP season and we all, oh, well, you know, I guess, I guess he's not done. I guess it's not over. You know, uh, literally before last season, I was debating you whether I'd rather have Dak Prescott or Aaron Rodgers as my starting quarterback. And at the end of last year, I felt ridiculous saying that even having that discussion. Yet here we are at the end of week one and I'm not sure what to expect from Aaron Rodgers going forward. You you have to hope it was, you know, listen, you get to play the Lions next week, so it's pretty good medicine, but... A good get-right game, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. It, it, I mean, the Lions yeah. didn't look bad either, but oh. I will say that props to Marshawn Lattimore, because he does yeah. not get enough credit. He shut down Devontae Adams like uh, nothing I've ever seen. I mean, he had... Uh, Devontae Adams, he, had, he did a five receptions, but for 56 yards and no touchdowns. I mean, that's... Shutting him down. That's shutting the you know who was the easily the best receiver in the league last year, or, or arguably, I guess you can make a case for Stephon Diggs maybe, but still, Marshawn Lattimore put the screws to him, and that was that was it. So good good for them, and I'm excited. I, I find myself kind of weirdly rooting for Jameis Winston. Like I want him, I want him to do well. I th- I think he's he's done the right things. He's kind of been humbled. You know, he he went mm-hmm. to his his division rival to learn and he said you know it's like getting a graduate degree in quarterbacking and i i'm hoping they do well i really do i think he, i think he i'd like to see a good comeback story uh speaking of comeback stories the next top storyline in the league is my dude matt stafford and wow i i mean i'm not a rams fan i i'm happy i was yelling at the television yesterday i was like oh my god that's crazy your first your first pass on the new team is a touchdown and Stafford. I thought Stafford looked unbelievable. It was, he had 321 yards, three touchdowns. 
He was 20 of 26. Uh, the Rams came out and, and, you know, the Bears, their offense isn't great, but the their defense is pretty good. And the Rams just made them look silly. Yeah, it's, I almost forgot. Like, I knew this. I know that Stafford's a great quarterback and everything like that. But, like, this was just – it was just a reminder of just how good – you know, how a player being in the right situation, right system can really unlock it. You know, it's, it's – you know – he just looked so comfortable in that offense. It really looked like they barely scratched the surface of what they can do. They just, it was a really highly functioning offense. The The defense looked great too. I Nothing but amazing things to say about this team. I If I'm another team in the NFL, I am very afraid right now because the Rams look about as legit as you can look uh, heading into week two. And Stafford, I mean, I've been a Stafford fan forever. I mean, I've I've always been a fan of his talent. I've always, you know, he was like my fantasy sleeper quarterback for five years in a row. Because, you know, but it felt, to see him on the Rams now, it feels like what I thought Calvin Johnson should have done back, you know, before he retired. It's like get traded to the Patriots or someplace where he can win. Or Barry Sanders going to, I don't know, the Packers or the Cowboys or something where just, just get him in a, in a situation where he can use his talent to be successful. And, you know, no offense to the Lions, but, I mean, the Lions just have a history of dysfunctionality. And Stafford yeah. put in his time. He, you know, it's almost like the Kevin Garnett feel where it's like, all right, man, you know, you put up numbers. You did your best. You tried. You put in your time. And I feel like even Lions fans can't be mad about it. It's like, all right, well, yeah, go go win, man. You, you've earned it. I mean, I guess they can be mad when they look at the Rams where the Rams were a few years ago. They weren't always this amazing, you know, this this highly successful team. And you look, Sean McVay came in and and kind of turned this franchise around. And the the Lions have just been stuck in place for decades now. It feels like so. Yeah. So the Rams beat Chicago Bears 34-14. The last the last top storyline I think is it's sort of a culmination of storylines. And a couple of these we can we're going to touch more on in our next our next segment, extra point where we go through all the games, but. A little more in-depth. There was a bunch of statement wins over this week one. And, uh, you know, we've been debating kind of before the show about a couple of them. But I think the Pittsburgh over Buffalo was was a, yeah. a statement win. I think Philly over Atlanta, and especially the way mm-hmm. they won, was a statement win. Absolutely. Uh, the Cardinals over the Titans. The Tech. I thought the Texans over the Jags was a statement. I'm not sure what the statement was. but And then the last one was the, the Chiefs over the Browns, which I thought it was a statement win by the Chiefs. But you disagreed via very... Yeah, I, I, I actually got me thinking about like we kind of how in sports we throw these terms around like statement win yeah. or whatever. Like we, you know, it's very like you know, you know, not really a clearly defined term. Yeah. Uh, but to me, the Steelers, the Steelers, we kind of both of us expected the Bills to win, and I'm not sure that we expected it to be very close. And the, I think that's the statements made. Like, oh wait a minute, are the Steelers actually going to be good this year? And and then and the the Texans the statement they made is, hey maybe we're not the worst team in the NFL like you guys have been saying all off season like everyone in the world has been saying all off season and the Cardinals I mean, I I mean I feel like the the Titans made more of a statement by just looking so bad but the Cardinals, listen this is a team that you and I both picked to finish last in the NFC West yeah. Yeah. and they looked amazing. I was not counting on Chandler Jones having a career day in yeah. week one <laughs> with five sacks. And, and, you know, I know we're talking about the teams that made statements, but, I'm, you know, you look at the Titans, 
And I, I feel like one of the reasons I've been unwilling to fully buy in on them is just I, it's what we saw. If they don't get Derrick Henry going, it just feels like the, the passing game is not enough. It's not enough. To I mean, really, I think in in that game, that game specifically, though, I think I think the Titans. I mean, the, the, Ryan Tannehill had no chance. I mean, he was running for his life. He was getting eaten alive by Chandler Jones, and they never had a chance. He, he never had enough time to even look down the field. I mean, it was they yeah, tried but if you to can't run the ball. That's what happens. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a chicken or the egg for sure. It's but yeah, I mean, that is their their run first team, and when you're you find yourself down. Uh, were they down twenty four yeah. to six at halftime? I mean, yeah, you're not running the ball too much. So, I thought the so okay. So, did the Cardinals look that good, or the Titans look that bad? No, the Cardinals look that good. The Cardinals just, like, my goodness, Kyler Murray. Like, can you keep this up for six, seventeen games? Can <laughs> he you pass for four touchdowns? He ran for another one. I, I mean, he just looks, he looks unstoppable. Like you just. And like if you're going to give him protection and his receivers are going to be open and their defense is going to play like that, the Cardinals are going to be a problem this season. And it just there's a lot of teams in the NFC that kind of popped up. Like I, I know we're going to get into it more in the other later section, but the you know the Seahawks looked pretty good this you know this past week. The entire NFC West four zero. Yeah, and as far they're... as the oh, just really quickly as far as the yeah. Chiefs, you know the, the statement win or whatever. It's not a statement. I mean. I, I, I guess they to me. I think they just held serve. You know that like they did what they were supposed to do. This is a game. They're at home. This is the game they're supposed to win, and they won. It, honestly, the statement might be that our defense needs to get our defense needs to improve. I never at any point expected the Browns to win that game because the Browns don't have the ability to deliver a knockout blow to the Chiefs, and it's not really as much of a knock against the Browns. And it is a compliment to the Chiefs. The 49ers dealt with this two years ago, where you're up, you have to deliver the knockout blow. You can't be up by nine points and think that's enough. You've got to go up by 20, 30 points. You have to deliver a knockout blow, and the Browns just didn't do it. Yeah, I mean, I think the Pittsburgh over Buffalo was interesting. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's defense is legit. I mean, that's that's a Super Bowl caliber defense. And they kept uh, an almost unstoppable Josh Allen from last year in check uh, pretty handily. Philly, I thought Philly over Atlanta was really interesting. And that, that to me, I was, I was surprised that I wasn't. You know, I, I mean, I was a Jalen Hurts fan mm-hmm. you know, going back to the draft. And Devontae Smith, I thought Devontae Smith, I mean, he looked good. He had, you know, six receptions, 71 yards, and a touchdown. He was pretty good. Jalen Hurts, three touchdowns. And the Falcons, I don't know what happened to the Falcons. Oh, my gosh. But remember, Kyle, I mean, who was more upset this week? Was it Julio Jones or the Falcons when they looked across and they're like, oh, man, maybe we messed something up here. How do you score six points against the – I mean, the Eagles, Brandon Graham is good. I mean, I guess. But the, the, they don't have, like, an all-world defense on the Eagles. The Falcons should be – them. Calvin Ridley. I mean, Russell Gage is, was pretty good last year. Kyle Pitts, no, nothing. Matt Ryan, MVP. I, that's that's the, really the name to me. You look at Matt Ryan, man. It just you, you gotta maybe because Matt Ryan has earned it. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers. Maybe they're not you know, they're not in the same class, but you know maybe you give them the benefit of the doubt. The one week, hey, it was just a bad first week, but wow, I, Matt Ryan just looked looked he done. He looked yeah. done. Like yeah. he looked like. We're looking at the end of his career. 21 of 35, 164 yards passing, 
no touchdowns. Like that's 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 Jose Ortiz numbers. Like that's not <laughs> that's not a professional. Yeah, you not, know, not good. You know, I don't I don't think Matt Ryan's a future Hall of Famer, but he's in that Hall of Good, and that's just not what we've gotten used to seeing. And Kyle Pitts, Cal, uh, Calvin Ridley, and it's going to be hard for them to, to succeed if if that's what you're going to get from uh, from Matt Ryan. And the only mistake they may have made is drafting Kyle Pitts rather than drafting another quarterback. Uh, the Texans, I thought the Texans, I, I, you know, I I wasn't going to watch that game, and then I I turned to it and I was like, wow, and they looked pretty good. I mean, Mark Ingram looked like Mark Ingram of old. Tyrod Taylor looked pretty good. David Johnson, I mean, he he caught a bunch of passes. The it just felt like a Danny Amendola coming out of nowhere. Brandon Cooks is still a monster. I just I was very surprised because the the Jags. I mean, I picked the Jaguars to win this, and they, you know, Trevor Lawrence had a day. You know, he's a rookie. He started out through in three touchdowns, three interceptions. It's going to happen. He'll get better. You know, and they asked him to do a lot. He threw fifty-one times. So it's just. I was very surprised by this. I was I found myself yeah. weirdly rooting for the Texans because they've just been just mired in this just funk and disarray all offseason. They were like the punchline of, of many of our jokes too, and they came out. Yeah. Like, hey man, we're we're still playing to win. Yeah, and in the off season we were we were we you and I were discussing comparing the Texans against the Jaguars. And I said the only real difference between the Jaguars and the Texans is that the Jaguars had hope because they had drafted yeah. Trevor Lawrence. But like from a talent standpoint, there wasn't really a lot separating these two teams, especially after the Travis Etienne injury. And I think that we kind of saw that play out a little bit where there's not this big gap. Well, if there is a big gap, it's the Texans being better. But there's not this big gap between the Texans and the Jaguars. And Tyrod Taylor, he's not a Hall of Fame player. He's not an MVP, but he's a competent NFL quarterback who doesn't get enough credit. Yeah, I mean, you read the, you know, the, the, the lineup card for the Texans, and it feels like, you know, if this was like 2015, this team would be unbelievable. You know, <laughs> David Johnson, Danny Amendola, Brandon Cooks, Mark Ingram, Rex Burkhead, Philip Lindsay, you know, and you're like, what Tyrod? I mean, Tyrod Taylor was good for a little while, I guess, but it's just it's crazy to see. But I was I was I was happy for them. I really was. I have to say. Uh, so, all right, that's going to do it. Uh, Chiefs over the Browns. I thought I the last I'll keep it short. The Chiefs, I thought. I, I thought the Chiefs were going to win, but I thought that the Browns, especially after the way they lost last year, where they had the Chiefs on the ropes, you know, and they Chad Henney comes in and they they lose in typical Browns fashion where the guy he fumbles out of the end zone and then it's just a whole chaos. I thought the Browns were going to have a bone to pick with the Chiefs, especially in an opener. And, you know, they, they could revel in being the underdog going into the Chiefs stadium and fighting them off. And they they it felt like they were they were that close. And you're right. They didn't knock them out. And the Chiefs just. Came in and said, "No, kid, you're still just know your know your role, know where you stand, and this is you're not ready yet." And if you're going to beat the Chiefs, you have to deliver a knockout blow like the like the Buccaneers were able to do last year. It's just maddening. I mean, Travis Kelsey, Terry Kill are they're oh unguardable. Goodness. They're unguardable. It's insane. But all right, so that's going to do it for our top three storylines of the week. Uh, let's take a break. We're going to come back. Um, we're going to go through some injuries, news, and notes. We have our extra point. We're going to just run quickly run through every game in the NFL and give a little recap of what we thought, maybe 
we're going to do a little rookie report card on the way and see how what we uh, thought of some of the rookies, notable rookies from the draft this season, last season. So stick around. We're going to come right back. This is the Benchwarmers Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Podcast. Follow along with us on the Benchwarmers Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're sick with COVID-19 or think you might have it, take steps to help protect other people from getting sick. Stay home except to get medical care. Call the doctor before visiting. Separate yourself from others who live with you. Wear a cloth face covering to protect others. Cover your coughs and sneezes with a tissue and clean your hands right away. Avoid sharing items with other people in your home. This includes things like towels and bedding. Be sure dishes are washed in hot water or the dishwasher before anyone else uses them. Stay aware of how you feel. If you start to have difficulty breathing or if you're worried about your health, call your doctor. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. And now back to the Benchwarmers podcast with Lou and Jose. Welcome back to the program, everyone. I am Lou Ruggieri. That is Jose Ortiz, and this is still the Benchwarmers podcast. Hopefully you're following along on either iHeartRadio, Amazon, Anchor, by Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're on two new platforms, Radio Public and Breaker.audio. You can follow us on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, at the Benchwarmers Podcast, at the BW Pod on Twitter. Please go to any of those podcasting sites, by the way, and subscribe, rate, review. We appreciate all of the feedback, uh, good or bad, honestly. Uh, go to thebenchwarmers.com, Benchwarmers with a Z, for all news and notes according to Jose and myself. This is Season 2, Episode number 20. Rolling right along, we touched on the top three storylines in the NFL in the last segment. The Saints getting whooped by the uh, the Saints whooping the Packers, rather. Matt Stafford shining with the Rams and some statement wins. Uh, Pittsburgh over Buffalo, Philly over Atlanta, the Cardinals over Titans. And the Texans looking much better than expected. Coming up shortly, we're going to make our picks for week two. And we also have to go through our make no mistake or give me a break, which is basically our true false segment. We're going to make a series of statements and we're each going to agree or disagree with the phrase make no mistake. That's absolutely correct. Or give me a break. You're crazy. Uh, but now it's time for some injury news and notes. And Jose, you have a litany of injuries to go through. Nothing. A couple notable names, I think. Right. There's a few. Yeah. Let's start with the 49ers. Raheem Most Your 49ers. Yes, my 49ers. You know, to, to be so disappointed after getting a win, but uh, Raheem Mostert out eight weeks, chipped knee cartilage, which sounds really painful. Chipped yeah. knee cartilage. Uh, surprise, surprise. He's, he's always injured, and it's just a shame. He's so t- He had two carries for 20 yards. You just, you, you see the explosiveness, you see the potentials. If you could just, Stay on the field, but yeah, he's a strong. He's a strong runner. He's a violent runner. It's he's it's a shame, but and then Jason Verrett, 49ers cornerback, out for the season with a torn ACL. He was basically their best corner, and now they're going to be looking to go get Richard Sherman back on the team. From what I'm reading, <laughs> uh, we have Ryan Fitzpatrick to the uh, injured reserve, out six to eight weeks with a hip injury. The Lions. Cornerback Jeff Okuda is out for the year, who's a second-year player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Gallup of the Cowboys uh, had a calf injury, which I didn't realize had happened when I was watching the game. He's on IR. She will miss at least four games. Wow. And Jerry Judy, high ankle sprain. Yeah, that looked real bad. Yeah, it, I mean, we're, he's lucky that it's not the entire season based yeah. on the way it looked. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen a specific time frame out there. Um, 
from what I've been reading, it's gonna, the, 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 like you know, Twitter doctors and stuff are saying it's going to be around six weeks. I will say though, Raheem Mostert. I mean, it, it's horrible. It's it's bad for him. But if, in a Kyle Shanahan led offense, I mean, you could run for sixty yards in a game. Elijah <laughs> Mitchell, their rookie, he had nineteen carries for one hundred and forty yards and a touchdown. So. Yeah. I wouldn't worry too much about that. The Verrett injury is definitely, I think, a lot more absolutely uh, painful for the from a team success standpoint. But uh, Fitzpatrick, Taylor. I mean, yeah, I don't know what you do with Fitzpatrick. I mean, that's Taylor Heineke's there, yeah. and uh, I'm wondering if maybe does Ron Rivera call up Cam Newton? I mean, then you have no. to kind of change. I don't think so either. No. But it just seems like who's left? You know, they're not calling up Ben DiNucci. Uh, I just I, I think Taylor Heineke is a good quarterback. I think they if, just need somebody to, to come in as a backup for him. But if you were the if you were the Washington football team, you're would you're Ron Rivera? Would you be willing to trade a first round pick for Deshaun Watson? A single first round pick? Yeah. Well, I don't I don't know what it would take anymore. I feel like it can't be more than one anymore with the situation, can it? I mean, but the problem is you don't know if he's going to play or not. I mean, he might be end up on the commissioner's exempt list. He might he might not play depending on the legal proceedings. I mean, he he might not play ever again. I don't I don't know. I think that that's yeah. that's too high a gamble at the moment. I think you got to wait and see with that. But uh, so all right, so it's news and notes uh, for injuries. Quickly, uh, I'm going to go through. We'll go through every game, Jose. I'm going to read off the game and the scores, and I want you to give me and then i will give you in return a very brief synopsis of what you thought and what your takeaways were what the main takeaways were from each one of these games so let's start uh, thursday with my dallas cowboys in a moral victory or a moral loss i guess or moral i know be moral victory right that's kind of yeah yeah a loss that's uh disguised as a win or vice versa losing anyway they lost to the buccaneers 31 29 uh the, the two thoughts of Tampa Bay's offense and t- Dallas's defense picking up right where they left off and at least Dak's healthy. Yeah, I, I will say that Dak Prescott looked better than advertised and that I think Demarcus Lawrence should give back his paycheck. They touched. I think they touched <laughs> Brady twice and Zeke. Uh, you got to oh you have to show up, man. What are you doing? Come I, on. Come on. There, there was. There was one play in particular where I don't know exactly what point it was in the game where basically it's Zeke, one defender, and then the end zone. And you're a $90 million, you know, you're one of the big, highest paid running backs in the NFL. You've got to make the cornerback miss. Like Alvin Kamara gets in the end zone there. Christian McCaffrey gets in the end zone there. Dalvin Cook gets in the end zone there. Zeke has to get in the end zone there and to get stopped like that by a corner. Was not look did not look promising. Yeah, he had 11 carries for 33 yards, and Terrible. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a professional NFL running back or anything, but I think that if you're a ball carrier, you should not run directly into Jason Pierre-Paul or Indomitian Sue. I don't know. <laughs> That's just that would be my thought, but what do I know? Uh, all right, Eagles winning 32 to six over the Atlanta Falcons. Is this the end for Matt Ryan? I mean, we said it. Is this the end for Matt Ryan and the beginning for J- uh, Jalen Hurts? Because this, these two teams look like they're going in opposite directions. Yeah, I mean, I two takeaway. I thought Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith. They, I mean, they they look like the real deal. That was impressive. And the Falcons, I, where did you like, knock it off? Did they? I mean, they couldn't even get off the plane because they were at home. What? It's, like, the Falcons need to trade 
Matt Ryan last year. Like I, I, I wonder if that's over now. I trade him this year. Send him to Washington. There you go. What are you getting for him now after that? What does it matter? <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> take take Ryan Fitzpatrick with one hip bone. I don't know. So, yeah, the Falcons just you got to show up next game. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers in a shocker over the Buffalo Bills, twenty three sixteen. So my my main question coming out of this game is: Will Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's offense be good enough to get this championship defense over the hump? It, the the score kind of betrays what really happened there. There was a a huge special teams play, the blocked punt turned into a touchdown, uh, that kind of changed the game there. Uh, Pittsburgh really didn't look good on offense. Buffalo didn't look good enough offense either. But I worry if Pittsburgh's offense is going to end up keep letting their defense down. Yeah, I thought that the Steelers' Steelers defense is legit, and if yeah, if that offense can get clicking, they have the pieces. I mean, Najee Harris didn't look great, you know. Chase Claypool kind of so-so. They mm-hmm. they they need to get their act together on offense, and Ben needs to just leave it all on the field for one more year. And the Bills, I, I couldn't help but wonder. I mean, again, it's Week One, so it's overreaction Monday, but. Maybe there's a little too much hype after last season. You know, a little, little too much. They just seem like they had some. They were exposed a little bit, and their offense, while good, still needs a bit more from the run game to kind of balance out that pretty good passing game. And you and I have been off of the Bills kind of this entire post, like off. Not saying off, like we didn't think they were going to be bad, but neither of us had them going to the Super Bowl or no. It seemed like they were very one-dimensional after last year. Pass first, and you can't, you know, if Josh Allen is your leading rusher, that's not a a recipe for continued success, especially in a newly 17-game season. It's just, it's not going to last. You can't do it. We've seen this play out before. Yeah. I mean, look, Andrew Luck, how many times? You know, it's the same thing. Uh, The Vikings losing a crushing overtime game to the Cincinnati Bengals, 27-24 Bengals. Is it possible that the Cincinnati Bengals is a year ahead of schedule? Uh, just, you know, based on what I saw out there, Joe Burrow looked good. Joe Mixon, oh my goodness, just eating, for, finally getting some carries out there. Jamar Chase with the long touchdown. I mean, they looked like a really good offense out there. Yeah, I thought that, you know, the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase reminded me a lot of the the Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, you know, that, mm-hmm. that college chemistry showing up big time. And that's that's sort of felt like the what you're talking about it pushed them ahead a year because they have that rapport mm-hmm. with each other already and they don't have to build it and uh i i owe joe Mixon an apology he looked really good i did not think that he would he was going to look good at all and i was wrong the vikings i don't know what to say about the vikings i don't i, I kirk cousins i mean he he played well enough you know 351 yards he had two touchdowns that's good it's just and they have all the offensive pieces justin jefferson's there adam thielen's there dalvin cook's there i mean what it just I don't know what's missing. I don't it's, know what it is. It's, it's the big plays that are missing. That's if but they you watch big time players. I mean, they have big time players, but they're Justin not Justin Jefferson. I mean, you know, I what know. I'm saying is that Kirk Cousins. You know, what I've realized about Kirk Cousins is that he's he's a good player, but he doesn't he doesn't really throw the ball down the field. Like the things that Tom Brady and I don't want to compare them to Tom Brady or anything, uh, but it's kind of hard not to. We'll get like Tom Brady or uh, Patrick Mahomes or even uh, Russell Wilson, they stretch the field so much. Yeah. And it's just like you can be stopping them for a while and then eventually they just break through. 
And it doesn't feel like you have to worry about that with, with Kirk Cousins. He's throwing short passes to his receivers and hoping that they do the rest of the work. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is he is the vanilla yeah. of quarterbacks. It's just it's, it's not very it's not similar exciting. to Baker Mayfield. Very very similar to Baker Mayfield. Very safe, short throws. If your team if you're in a positive game script, it looks great. But when you're when you're pressed and you have to score, it it's tough to go fifteen plays eighty yards every time. Yeah, it's true. Your San Francisco 49ers in a in a much more exciting game than anticipated uh, win over the line over the Lions, excuse me, 41-33. How'd you feel about that one? Yeah, a win's a win, but San Francisco had to play better if they want to compete in the NFC West. You can't let the Lions come back in that game. So they're completely unacceptable. <laughs> I mean, they they yeah, their defense needs to step up a little bit. Uh, Jared Goff. I mean, I was happy for Jared Goff because I think everyone kind of just decided that this was the end of his career going to to Detroit. And yeah. Maybe with a new coaching staff. I mean, they they looked there was promise there, and I thought that I thought the Niners. It was a a win they should have had, and I thought that they would score probably about forty one points like they did. I thought they wouldn't have given up quite so many points, but maybe the Lions are better than we think. I think the Four Niners also at one point just kind of they were up thirty to ten or something like that. Yeah, it was just like cruise control. Yeah, let's just take our foot off the gas, and all of a sudden the Lions kind of put up some points. I was like, oh wait, this is the game again. So. Yeah, the Lions scored 16 points in the fourth quarter, and then the, yeah, by then the time. Niners were kind of just, yeah, put in cruise control. The Cardinals just putting a beat down on the Tennessee Titans, 38-13. Not really sure. The Cardinals could be scary good, and the Titans may be the most overrated team in the NFL. I, we were we were just talking about it. Just that just it just looked completely polar opposite. I don't want to overreact to week one, but Titans don't look very promising. Yeah, I mean, I thought that the Titans, I, I questioned Titans offensive line, which is not a good mm-hmm. thing for Ryan Tannehill or Derrick Henry or Julio Jones or A.J. Green and uh, or A.J. Brown. Sorry, but the Cardinals, the most impressive player wasn't an offensive player. I mean, Chandler Jones, five sacks. That's yeah. that's that's a career day. And, you know, as good as Kyler Murray looked, I mean, it was the defense that that just put them over the top and didn't even just stifled the Titans. Well, and I think that that's what makes it scary is that it was really a complete team thing. And, yeah. You know, a lot of times, oh, your offense will just, you know, we saw the Buccaneers and we saw the Kansas City Chiefs earlier this week, right? uh, earlier last week, the Buccaneers, their, their offense took over. It wasn't a complete performance. When you look at the Rams, you look at the what the Rams did and you look at what the Cardinals did, complete team performance. Yeah, agreed. The Seahawks beating the Indianapolis Colts 28-16 in Indy. My thought the whole time is let, let's not forget about Seattle in the NFC. Let's just, you know, they, they've been there. They've kind of been like the the main one of the mainstays of the last eight years as far as being in contention, but kind of easy to forget about them. And does anyone have a better deep ball, better looking deep ball than Russell Wilson? No. It's so. Um, so beautiful. It's it's just drop dropping a bucket. I think that I mean Justin Herbert has got a pretty he's he's got some competition, mm-hmm. but it's he's not quite there yet. But it was pretty good. I thought that the Seahawks looked phenomenal. I was I was more disappointed in the Colts. I thought the Colts really needed to come out and kind of put some points on the board because they they should have a pretty complete team from top to bottom, and the Seahawks just were too much on both sides of the ball for them. I think Speak. we may be overestimating the Colts' offense, but just go ahead and. 
Yeah, I mean, T.Y. Hilton's not there, so yeah, Michael Pittman is there. Is there Paris Campbell's there? It's tough to. I mean, they have some good. They have a good offensive line, great offensive line, and Carson Wentz. I mean, maybe he's still getting used to the new digs, but I expected more out of them in this game. The speaking of Justin Herbert, the Chargers winning a winning uh, last a last minute game against the Washington Football Team, twenty to sixteen. The Chargers. I expect the Chargers to contend for the playoffs this year because that offense looks scary, and they just. They're just going to keep getting better. Austin Eckler didn't even get started in this game. They're finally targeting Mike Williams. Uh, this this offense, the, the sky's the limit for this offense. Yeah, I thought Justin Justin Herbert was is incredible. I think I am such a big Justin Herbert fan. He lo- he just looks great. He's so accurate. He's got a great arm. He makes good decisions. He's progressing. It's only I know it's his second second year, so we'll see how he does. But overall, I mean that team is on the up and up and I hope that I want to, I'm very curious to see what his career ends up being uh, towards the end. Washington, on the other hand, you know, Fitzpatrick goes down. I think it might end up being a blessing in disguise, even though you kind of lose the, uh, you know, MVP caliber performance that Ryan Fitzpatrick always puts up in September only to be uh, the exact opposite Jekyll and Hyde in October. But I, like was, like I said before, Taylor Heineke, I think, is a good quarterback. And I think he can run this offense. He's mobile. He's quick. He's got a strong enough arm. And they have they have some playmakers on both sides of the ball. So I, I wouldn't count Washington out just yet. Agreed. The New York Jets losing, and actually a closer game than I expected, to the Panthers, 19-14. Uh, to 14. Zach Wilson looked okay, but it's going to be a long season for New York if they can't protect him. He was sacked six times in this game. And look, Carolina, they're they're going to be better than people expected. You and I both have them pick, uh, pick to finish second in the division, although as good as the Saints looked, I'm not sure of how yeah. smart of a pick that was. But still, we'll we both we'll expect them to be improved this year. So and so, not, not surprised at all from what I still saw from Carolina. Happy the Sam Darnold revenge game came to fruition. That was good to see. I think the Jets, I mean, the Jets are still the Jets. They, they have some... You know, Robert Sala's got a tough challenge ahead of him, but I think Zach Wilson is going to be a – if they can build around him a little better, they're going to be okay. And it was just nice to see Christian McCaffrey out there doing what Christian McCaffrey does and just being back on the field because he's an exciting player to watch. The Jaguars losing 21-37 to your Houston Texans. <laughs> Shocker of the week. Yeah. I, listen, it's just time to give the Tyrod Tyra Taylor and the Texans a little bit more respect, and then maybe the Jaguars are just yeah. – Listen, we, we we I think we forgot that Urban Meyer is also in his first year in the NFL, and this is not college, so maybe he needs to, you know, he has a a, tra- a transition period that he's got to go through as well. Yeah, I thought the Jaguars looked like a bunch of rookie team. You know, they looked like a, a bunch of rookies on a team, including the coach. And the Texans, I mean, you know, they were they looked like a 2016 Pro Bowl team. It was crazy in a lot of names that you just mishmashed of of misfit toys and they came out and had something to prove and they proved it so good for them i was happy to see it the browns we touched on this earlier browns losing 29 33 to the chiefs uh i mean i'll tell you i just tyree kill and travis kelsey are unstoppable my takeaway is that the, the browns need to learn how to close games and it's just really that simple you, you got to learn how to close games and the kansas city didn't do anything that surprised me yeah the dolphins squeaking out a victory against the Patriots, 17-16. to 16. Yeah, I expected New England to blow out Miami, and it didn't happen that way. And I just, 
makes me wonder if maybe I've just been sleeping on the Dolphins a bit too much this offseason, and then I need to kind of open my eyes and take a look at them. I thought that the Patriots, you know, as we've seen in the past, Patriots, September is their kind of, is almost like their preseason sometimes. And Mac Jones, Mac Jones, the first rookie quarterback that Bill Belichick has started since, uh, since or the Patriots have started since Drew Bledsoe back in whatever that was, 92 or 93, I think. So there's some growing pains there. Damian Harris looked good except for the fumble at the end, and yeah. it just that kind of hurt. But overall, I thought they, they looked, the Patriots looked, like they're going to be fine. I just get, let's see where they are. Let's see where these two teams are a month from now. Absolutely. The Saints just routing the Packers. I mean, what? there's not too much more to say about this. Jameis Winston throws for five touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers throws for two interceptions. I feel like the Pack- Packers just didn't show up, and Aaron Rodgers looked very old to me. It's just a good thing the Packers are playing Detroit next week. And we'll see. We'll, let's see what we're saying about Packers next week. If this, If we see a repeat of this, then we need to be very afraid. Broncos uh, putting a kind of a beatdown on the yeah. New York Giants in MetLife Stadium, 27-13. Yeah, I keep waiting for the Giants to be good on offense, and I don't when am I when am I going to stop expecting them to be good? Like I just have to stop expecting them. They have talent on offense, at least I think they do, but it doesn't hasn't seemed to show up in recent years, so just going to have to wait and see. Very disappointed in the Giants performance. Yeah, I thought I thought Teddy Bridgewater played well. Melvin yeah. Gordon looked really good and the Giants, I, I just, they're so, they're just nondescript. It's just blah, bland, yeah. nothing. And Daniel Jones outrushed Saquon Barkley. Like, Saquon, what are you doing, man? Come on. And that receiving course should be good. I mean, Evan Ingram can't catch balls from the bench because he's hurt constantly. But Sterling Shepard was there. Darius Slayton was there. Kenny Galladay was there. Kyle Rudolph was in the game. And they just, they just couldn't do anything. And it was, I just... I don't know what the boring. I just they just don't look like they're uh, ready to play offensive football. Yeah. Finally, the Bears losing convincingly to the Rams, thirty-four fourteen. The Rams are the most com- look like the most complete team in the NFL, and I'm 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 very happy with my pick of them going to the Super Bowl and winning this year. Not that I'm happy the Fort Niners won't win, but happy that I'm looking good in Week One. Yeah, I mean, it, the two things I took away from this are just that the Bears need to do some work with their offensive line, and Justin Fields needs to start playing because yeah. Andy Dalton is is he's not even a band aid at this point; he's just a speed bump. And the Rams, I go Matt Matt Stafford for MVP. Oh yes, I hope, I hope let's they, start the campaign. I like that. I think it's, it's already out there. I think it's already out there. I've seen it in a couple places. <laughs> okay, Matt Stafford. I, I hope that he really has a great season because he's he's earned it after having what twelve or thirteen years in Detroit. Absolutely. So that is the extra point. Every game recap of the game and some thoughts. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to play make no mistake or give me a break, which is our true false game. And there's a lot of statements we're going to make. Not a lot, but maybe about three each, and we'll see how we feel about that. And then we have some picks to make for week two because we're already on the clock. So a lot to get to still. This is the Benchwarmers podcast. Thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers podcast. Follow along with us on the Benchwarmers podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you're sick with COVID-19 or think you might have it, take steps to help protect other people from getting sick. Stay home except to get medical care. Call the doctor before visiting. Separate yourself from others who live with you. Wear a cloth face covering to protect others. Cover your coughs and sneezes with a tissue and clean your hands right away. Avoid sharing items with other people in your home. This includes things like towels and bedding. Be sure dishes are washed in hot water or the dishwasher before anyone else uses them. Stay aware of how you feel. If you start to have difficulty breathing or if you're worried about your health, call your doctor. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. Welcome back to the program, everyone. I am Lou Ruggieri. That is Jose Ortiz. And this is the Benchwarmers Podcast. Follow us along. iHeartRadio Podcasting, Amazon, Anchor, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us there. Uh, we're on several platforms and growing. Please go rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. TheBenchWarmers.com, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, at the Benchwarmers Podcast, at the BW Pod on Twitter. Uh, this is Season 2, Episode 20. We're moving right along. Top three storylines from the NFL Week 1. We touched on some injury news and notes. Uh, the Extra Point is our segment where we go through each and every game and kind of give a brief synopsis on all of those. And you can go find that and more on all of the aforementioned platforms and apps. But now it is time to play Make No Mistake or Give Me a Break. This is our kind of – it's turning into an annual – football thing i think this is a it's a fun game to play it's sort of we're not really a hot takey kind of show but this is sort of an overreaction true false bit i'll say it or segment i guess you could call it so we're gonna make some statements jose i will make uh, a statement and i'd like you to say whether you it's make no mistake that's absolutely correct or give me a break that's crazy all right Um, and we can kind of alternate if you'd like but i'd like to jump out we have some weekly we have our week two picks actually right after this as well so we have we still have a lot to get to here uh so make a mistake or give me a break number one the green bay packers will miss the playoffs i'm gonna say give me a break i i you know i don't want to go crazy overreacting I, I still i think every team in that division lost as well yesterday so they don't they're basically right where they left right where they started in week one so I'm going to say make the uh, give me a break. Don't make the playoffs. I would I would agree. I think that just by virtue of being in a very bad division, they're going to be fun. All right, I have the Texans are not the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> well, uh, I guess it it depends on how you define that. I, I'm going to, I mean, I guess. I guess you have to say, make no mistake. At this point, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to argue with a, a thirty seven point performance right now. I guess you could say that the Jaguars are the worst team in the league. So I actually think that the Lions are the worst team in the league. But um, <laughs> I just remember last year the Jaguars. Remember they opened the season with a with a win. I believe it was over the Vikings actually, uh, and then they went on to lose fifteen straight games after that. So you know the. the, the just goes to show you, you can overreact to, overreact to week one, but I'm going to say, uh, make no mistake, they are not the worst team in the NFL. Shocking. After one week. Crazy. Yep. All right. Uh, make no mistake or give me a break. Number two. Justin Fields will start for the Chicago Bears in week two. Give me a break. Uh, while I wish that were the case, because I don't like watching bad offensive football, uh, I... Yeah, I think that Matt Nagy feels a certain sense of 
I don't know, in, in, integrity pulling at him where he promised Andy Dalton a spot. And, I, you know, I I don't, I wouldn't say that Andy Dalton looked terrible in the game yesterday. Just, you know, the offense really had no punch and no explosiveness. Maybe Justin Fields can give him that. But I think he's going to probably another week or two, and then we'll see Justin Fields. Yeah, I think he gets, I think it's close, but it's, I think it's a give me a break. I think he, he starts. He'll be. He will start soon. I just don't think it will be that soon. Even though they're home to Cincinnati starting next week, so that's a good time to do it. But I think, yeah, he's gonna. Andy Dalton will get one more, one more swing at things. How about the Titans will miss the postseason? Ah, <sighs> uh, man, that's a good one. Uh, I have to look at their schedule. I'm. I'm gonna say, give me a break right now. I think. I think the Cardinals are just better than we expected, and the I think the Titans they have enough pieces on offense that they can make a run, especially in a very weak division. And I'm going to say, give me a break. Yeah, I'm going to say give me a break as well. It just it I, I feel like if we ask this question again next week and they're zero and two, we might feel like start to get worried. But one bad week doesn't make a whole season. The Colts didn't look great either. Give me a break. The Titans will make the postseason. They'll win the division, make the playoffs, and then lose yep. in the first round. And finally, the Dolphins will win the AFC East. They beat the Patriots. The Bills lost. The Jets, yeah. the Jets. Yeah, the Dolphins are in first place right now. I'm still going to say give me a break. Uh, yeah. but, you know, but let's be serious here. The, the Bills are going to get this thing turned around, and they're going to win the division. Just one game. I agree. I think the Patriots, after, like I said, after um, September, I think they'll start turning it on and really kind of opening up the playbook for Mac Jones. So I, I think the Dolphins are, they should enjoy this lead while they have it. So, all right, that's, Oh, okay. Yep. That's uh yeah, that's it. Right. So it's time for week two picks. We have to make uh we, we were not good last week. No, we were really not good last week. A lot of surprise. It's, and it is week one. So week one is, is always a little surprising every year. Uh, not that that's a great excuse, but we have to own it. We were not good. Uh, we'll try to be better this week. Uh, I lost. I know I lost our put your money where your mouth is, our money bet. That one went up in smoke. I was good thing I didn't put too much money on the Buccaneers to cover. It was just, you, your, your Cowboys hatred and love affair. Your hate love affair with but the see, Cowboys. But that's, but that's what the you. Cowboys do. That's what they do. That's why I, I hate them so much is because they do things like that where when you count them out and you give them zero chance, all of a sudden they show up and show you what they can do and the potential that they have. And they could have and should have probably won that game. They had four turnovers. And it's I know it's old news by now, but ugh, you get Brady a minute left. And how many times do we have to see that song and dance? It's just it's incredibly frustrating. And every time I think that the Cowboys are going to zig, they zag and vice versa. It's just it's well, I was even more further off than you. I had the Giants plus three. At home against the Broncos, and they could have been plus ten, and still would have lost. So yeah, that was I a that bad was a good pick. Bet too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, either way, this week I'm rolling with the Rams minus four and a half at the Colts. Give me the Rams, and I'll take. I'll yeah. I'll give the points and take the Rams. So Rams giving four and a half. Yep. Uh, I I thought that that was pretty good. I, I've been kind of bouncing around between two different ones. I I don't want to be a a victim of week one, 
But I'm really, I, I think I'm going to go with the Houston Texans plus 12 and a half. Uh, at, Against, at, at the at, Cleveland Browns, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, just, yep. I should mention that. Yeah, they're at Cleveland. They get, they're getting almost two touchdowns. I mean, that's a huge line. And while the Browns are um, unbelievable, I mean, the Texans showed something that if, if they can keep that rolling, that, I mean, I don't think they're going to win, but they could at least keep it close, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah give me, you know what? Give me the Texans plus 12. I'll take 12. And I'm getting 12 I, and a half points. I looked at that one for a while. I stared really hard at that for a while. And I just, I couldn't pull the trigger in either direction because yeah. I, I just, I wasn't sure what we saw from the Texans had to do with how bad the Jaguars are or if Cleveland's is going to come home mad that they basically gave a game away. The other one I was thinking of was the Patriots are giving five and a half to the Jets. At the Jets, but that's, I, that's division game. It's tough. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's a tough one. But all right. So you know, all of these are DraftKings Sportsbook, by the way. We're yeah. getting all these spreads. So you've got the Texans plus twelve and a half. I've got the Rams minus four and a half. All right. And as far as our weekly picks, uh, oh, we man, also was, did pretty pathetically. It was pretty bad. We were both six and nine. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Uh, not including Monday Night Football, which is ongoing and it's looking okay right now. For us, uh, but yeah, either way, six and nine. Let's just go ahead and get into our week two picks. Yep. New York Giants and Washington football team. Uh, and these are straight up no points. Yep. Uh, I'll give me, you know, I know Fitzpatrick went down, but give me Washington. I don't, I just I, don't trust the Giants. I've got Washington too. I'm done with the Giants until yep. they show me something. Las Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yep. Pittsburgh. Defense That's is unbelievable. Pick. Unstoppable. Easy pick there. This is an interesting one. 49ers at Eagles. That I that's a sneaky good game. Mm-hmm. They're at and they're at Philly. Yeah. I'm gonna go Niners. I think I think the Niners are, are the better team. I've got 49ers as well. I same exact reason. I just think I don't think I, I'm not sure what the score is gonna be or if they're gonna cover any spread, but I think the 49ers get the win here. Texans at Browns. I'm taking the Browns. Yeah, you have to take the Browns. Broncos at Jaguars. Give me the Broncos. Yeah, how do you not take like the Jaguars look like the worst team now? I'm not sure if it's the Jaguars or the or the Lions, but yeah, you have to take the Broncos here. Here's an interesting one: Saints at Panthers. You know, that is that is a division game, so you never know. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Saints. Maybe just riding recency bias, but. I think that the Saints, the Saints look good. It's hard to ignore that performance that we just saw against a team that we thought was supposed to be good. So yeah, give me the Saints over a team that barely beat the Jets. Uh, Rams at Colts. Another sneaky good game. I'm, I'm going to take the Rams just because I think Aaron Donald disrupts Carson Wentz enough to kind of throw them off their off their balance. And the Rams, I mean, the Rams look good. Stafford. Stafford's the real deal. I, I mean, I know I already took the Rams. I just feel like the Rams are going to destroy the Colts. It, it's, I think the Colts are basically a another just a different version of the Bears, and we saw what they did to the Bears. So yeah, give me the Rams. Bills at Dolphins. I'll, I'll go Bills. I think they'll they have a get right game division division rival, and they're they're gonna. 
have something to prove. We're agreeing with everything right now so far, but I'm going to stick with the Bills. I'm not going to make my difference be here. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Bills. It, it's yeah, they're 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 angry and they're going to show it. Patriots at Jets. Ah, Patriots. I mean, the Jets. Yeah. The Jets defensive line looks pretty good. They have some. Was it Elijah Moore looks pretty good. Zach Wilson looks solid, but I just. The Patriots are are better. They're going to sack them like eight times. Like they, yeah. they can't protect. You're going against a defensive team. You're going to lose. And Belichick, they, generally against rookie quarterbacks, is is oh, yeah, has an too. amazing record. Bengals at Bears. Wow. Uh, I'm going to tell you here. I took the Bengals. I'm taking the Bengals here. I I think what we saw was just a, we're we're seeing a team that's leveled up offensively. Yeah. I I, I just I can't. I can't bet on Andy Dalton. I can't do it. So <laughs> give me the Bengals. I think the Bears defense is great, but I think they're just going to be putting bad position after bad position. Give yeah, me the Bengals. We're going to have to find a way to disagree somewhere along yeah. here. It's a long season. Falcons at Buccaneers. This is not the game. I'm taking the Bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vikings Absolutely. at Cardinals. How do you not go with the Cardinals after that? Yeah. It's kind of. I feel like there's a lot of games that are just. I mean, we'll we'll see how things shake out, but it feels like there's a lot of games with obvious choices this week. Which is which means that there's going to be some serious upsets. So we both have the Cardinals, Titans yep. at Seahawks. I mean, it's got to be Seahawks, right? Yeah, exactly. And they're at home. Like, how could you pick the Titans? <laughs> it makes no. Okay, here's the game where. But I wouldn't up. be surprised if the Titans won that game, though. I wouldn't. I mean, if the, if they can get on their, if they can play their game. They can beat the Seahawks. If they keep Russell Wilson off the field, they can win. But I just don't think it's very likely. Yeah. All right. How about Cowboys at Chargers? Chargers, right? Chargers, yeah. I've got the Chargers, especially they're at home. I I probably would pick the Chargers either way, but Chargers at home, definitely. Sunday night football. Chiefs at Ravens. Chiefs, easily. Easily. Yeah, I have the Chiefs as well. Like I, I initially put the Ravens down, and then I started like doing it in my head. Like, why would I pick the Ravens? No, the Chiefs are better. All right. Well, it looks like we're gonna completely agree with everything here. Lions at Packers, Monday Night Football. <sighs> Obviously, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> obviously, the Lions put up. I mean, the Lions put up <laughs> ten times as many points as the Packers. Eleven <laughs> times as many points as the Packers did Week One. Um, <laughs> man, I, I can't do it. I can't, I want to pick the, I really want to pick the Lions, but I, I can't, it's prime time. Aaron Rodgers, you can't bet against him. Just, I'm, I'm sticking with the Packers. I'm not going to be cute. You know what? I'm literally searching for a game to pick that would be different. I know I'm, I'm you know what I'm going to do here? I'm going to kick myself faster because I, just because I don't want to have the same, I'm switching my dolphin, my bills pick. To the Dolphins. Okay. Taking the Dolphins to win at home against the Bills. That's so that's, that's going to be my switch. Everything else, I'm just everything else would be too brave for me. That's like the <laughs> that's the that's the least courageous switch I can make. And it's safe. It's a division game, so anything can happen. Really. And they're at home. Yeah. So you know. All right. I mean, I do think are. I was I was contemplating the Washington Giants game. I think that could go either way very easily, but. The Washington defensive line is just is a nightmare, and Daniel Jones is prone, as we've seen, to 
just turn over the football. So honestly, that's not a good combination. And honestly, Cowboys at Chargers could go the other way. Chiefs at Ravens. Would it even really be that surprised if the Ravens show up and win the game? Like it just, it's the NFL. Anything can happen. You know, give me the Cowboys. Oh, give me the Cowboys. Oh, I, all I, right. think I think I, I felt a little queasy about that one. Cause I, my bias against the Cowboys is, is there, but I, I think. Man, if the Cowboys lose, they better send you some sort of gift or something in the mail to keep you as a fan because you're going to be on the warpath. I, <laughs> I mean, I may have just cursed them by saying I picked them to win. That's usually <laughs> how this works. So maybe I should switch back. No, I'm going to stick to it. I think the Cowboys should win that game. Okay. So there we go. Now we have, some, we have, we have some differences. Okay. Oh, I'm going to regret that. <sighs> okay. No, they can win. It's okay. All right, that's going to do it. Uh, This has been Season 2, Episode 20. For the last time this show, you can go and follow and listen to all of our previous shows, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google, Anchor, Radio Public, Breaker.audio, all social media at the Benchwarmers Podcast, at the BW Pod on Twitter, or go to thebenchwarmers.com. So so happy football is back, and we're going to look forward to talking some Week 2 next week. So that's going to do it. For Jose Ortiz, I am Lou Ruggieri, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.